BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branson. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Sunday, bloody Sunday has begun. Jason B. Tackafin, the former minor league executive of the year, will step up and then we're talking baseball with Jason. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, kicks it uh, with us as well. We talk uh, football, baseball, and more with Babano as the National Football League preseason has begun week one. The overs absolutely crushed. And what was all said and done, 13-3 and three to the over. 13 and 3, 16 National Football League preseason games. 13 of them went over the number. And when we we throw and we add on the Hall of Fame game, which also went over the number, it's a 14 and 3 to the over so far this year in the National Football League. Preseason. Regular season, postseason, whatever. There's not a lot of like 13 and three runs where the 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 sports books are going to get beat and be on the wrong side of this as much as they were. Um, it'll be interesting to see the numbers uh, that are posted for week two of the preseason right now. And we're already seeing a couple. There's not numbers up for every game, but the, the totals that are up, they're all pretty high right now. And I think we're going to have an opportunity to buy back and step up and in and crush some unders. Crush some unders. So a lot of stuff uh, to break down here tonight. Countdown to kickoff uh, is on. It's getting real, man. It's getting real. Uh, we're now just um, we're two weeks away from the start of college football now, all right? We're we're two weekends uh, we're two weekends away. So technically, what is it? It's like twelve days now, I guess. Technically, like overnight, whatever, uh, for those of you uh, on the East Coast. So we're gonna get into some college football with Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. The lines are already starting to bump. The lines are already starting to move uh, with uh, for uh, week one, or we should say, I guess week zero. Technically, it is uh, for uh, for college football. Now, as far as Major League Baseball uh, is concerned, we'll get you caught up to date uh, with the standings. Rasmussen nearly had a perfect game tonight, got broken up in the ninth inning, uh, but Tampa uh, did win uh, the baseball game. Uh, we'll get into the Houston Astros. Uh, Astros are hot right now. Astros rolling along, and uh, the Astros had 
had like kids and people from the community of Uvalde at their game today. And, um, you know, we said it before, but we'll get into this with Jason a little bit, who's actually worked in baseball, so he can elaborate on it. But, you know, the Houston Astros, their reputation is not good because of the that scandal that they had. But what's crazy about it is they really are like one of the classiest organizations in all of baseball. Like, you know, about like how they handle their business off the field. You know, we've told you the story before. Like, uh, like you know, when the Astros go to the playoffs and stuff, they always give all the money to, like, the secretaries and everybody that works in a building. Look, when Buddy on the Athletics was stranded for the All-Star game, they said, come on our plane. Oh, yeah. This is Sports Rage. Sunday, bloody Sunday. I am Gabriel Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mighty 1090, ESPN Radio, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Art Forces Radio Network, wherever you may be globally. What's up? We're rolling. Sunday, bloody Sunday, the National Football League preseason. Absolutely killed it. Uh, if you were betting on the overs, 13-3 and three to the over in week one of NFL preseason uh, football. We're going to break it down. We'll take a look at uh, week two. We'll talk NFL football. Football already. The analysis uh, is in as far as winners and losers of week one of preseason uh, play. But the regular season, man, it's rapidly approaching uh, right now. And uh, college football, we're less than two weeks away from the start of the college uh, football campaign. Major League uh, Baseball, things have gotten shooken up a little bit uh, over the weekend. We nearly had a perfect game uh, this evening. Rasmussen of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays nearly had a perfect game. We got it broken up. It got broken up in the ninth uh, inning. But it's all about the wild card uh, right now. And let's start off in the National League. Uh, Jason B. Takafin is going to step up and in. In a couple of minutes live uh, with his former Mike league baseball executive of the year i look forward to his take on the san diego situation and on fernando tatis's uh, situation so as it is now the atlanta braves man these guys have won six straight baseball games they're locked in right now they're up six as far as the wild card is concerned so atlanta is feeling very comfortable san diego can't feel quite as comfortable um, San Diego, as it is right now, Atlanta are up six. San Diego have a half game lead. The Philadelphia Phillies uh, are in right now. And the Milwaukee Brewers are basically a game and a half back. San Francisco's won a couple of games, but San Francisco aren't legitimate uh, contenders. I wonder if Philadelphia is going to be able to play um, at the pace and uh, the winning percentage that they have uh, for the duration of the season. So we'll get Jason B. Takafin's thoughts uh, on this. We're talking uh, football. Crazy, crazy, crazy uh, numbers across the board in the National Football League. Never seen anything like this, man. 13-3 and three to the over. The Hall of Fame game went over the number two. So 14-3 and three actually on the season. 17 NFL games have been played. 14 of them have gone over the number. This is Sports Rage, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Let's do this thing. Vent your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Countdown to kickoff continues. NFL regular season is around the corner, and man, we're gonna have to start. Uh, we're gonna have to have a fantasy football draft uh, pretty soon. It's it's getting real uh, right now. We're just a couple of weeks away from the start of the college football campaign. It was a wild weekend of CFL football. Epic game in Calgary with the BC Lions and the Calgary Stampeders. Raiders win today. They're two and zero, but the Vikings did cover the number, and we absolutely crushed uh, the National Football League uh, preseason this weekend. Uh, we ended up going 17 and 4 17 and 4 no regrets although only we should have just sort of been betting every game to the over but we did pick our spots i you know i like the under of that saints game uh last night and that did cash but i also like the under the bills game and that one went went over what well, didn't go over. There were 13 total runs scored in the Yankees-Red Sox series. Fewest total runs scored in a three-plus game series between the Yankees and the Red Sox in the last 20 years and the fourth fewest in the divisional era since 1969. Let's bring in Mr. Baseball right now, former minor league executive of the year, a three-time champion with the Toronto Blue Jay organization. Jason B. Takafin joins us. Jason, it's always a pleasure, man. How you doing tonight? Gabe, I I love what you said in the first segment about the Astros and how classy the organization they are. There are incredible stories of their players doing rehab stints even before they popped, like even before that they became really big. Altuve, Springer, uh, and even a few years ago of of them staying extra long to sign autographs for those teams as charity endeavors and for those teams as not-for-profits and for their donations. And then also um, for their staff and for their fans afterwards, like they would, like a, like a normal, quote-unquote, like a normal major league game. They are a first-class organization. Obviously, having Dusty Baker there, Justin Verlander kind of heightened that, like kind of you know, raises their integrity level. But they are a first-class organization. And for those of you just joining us, so Jason, of course, is, uh, he was a minor league executive of the year, so he knows these franchises inside out. And I brought it up earlier. So Houston, and look, even um, you know, at the draft, they had the kids from Evalde up on the stage, right? Yeah. Like they, they just get it. They do all these little things in a community behind the scenes too for people. And that's why they're so beloved in their community as much as they are. But I remember going back. The Astros, just a first-class organization, and they've, they've yeah. been tainted. And that's why the owner was so upset with everything as well because of the reputation. You know, it was the Expo guys, actually. 
uh, Moose. Yeah, it was Moose and company. So I remember, so it was the clubhouse attendance in Montreal. And when the team went to Washington, there wasn't a lot of, like, love and stuff. You know, one of the guys went type deal. I think one of the clubhouse guys went. A couple of the other guys sort of retired. And um, a couple of them ended up on the Houston Astros. So they, they got picked up. So, you know what I mean? Teams need clubhouse guys. They get experience. So they end up with the, the Houston Astros. And it was a great story, Jason, he told me. So he's basically, it's his first day. He's in spring training. <laughs> and he's got, like, a bunch of, like, you know, hockey bags with gear and stuff, right? So he's got a bunch of bats. He's got all this stuff in the bags. And he goes up to his boss, like the head guy. And he goes, man. He goes, where? Uh, he goes, I don't see anywhere to lock this stuff up, man. He goes, where am I supposed to put this? Right? He goes, where? Where's the? Where do we lock all our gear up? Where do we put this stuff? And he told him, we don't have locks here. He goes, locks? We don't. Ha-. He goes, we don't have locks here. And he goes, what do you mean? And he goes, if we have to have locks on our own facility, we've hired the wrong people. Yeah, no kidding. That's that. Like, seriously, that was the, his introduction to it. He was like, what? Really? And then, bro, they made it to the playoffs in his first year there. They gave him, like, $118,000 or something. Yeah. That's like, the they gave him. He, he said he just got there, and they, they're like, no, you get a full share, bro. And, like, the secretaries, Jason, got money. You know what I mean? Like, when yeah, they when they I won the World that. Series, the secretaries and the C's, the people who pick up the phone got rings and stuff, bro. Like they all, everyone gets a ring, everybody gets money. Let, look at the guy who was the guy on the Astros. They, uh, sorry, on the uh, the the A's. Remember in the All Star game, the the Athletics were too cheap to fly him there, and Houston found out. They said, "You're welcome on our plane." Right? Like, dude, they, they time and time again, Jason, you hear stories. Going back to Ken Caminiti, man. I remember Ken Caminiti, the, the third base, the groundskeeper in Montreal Olympic Stadium. His uh, son was terminally ill. And Caminiti remembered the kid's name. How's your kid doing? Went to see him in the hospital, bro. Like, it's just, they've always been that way. They've all, they also, ret- I would bet that they've retired more numbers that other teams don't even know about. Larry Durker, Mike Scott, Jose Cruz, because they celebrate their own players. It's obviously easy to get lost in the Biggio, Caminiti, uh, you know, Roger Clemens, uh, Nolan Ryan, Andy Pettit. You know, they won a World Series. Obviously, Altuve will be there soon, and Soval Springer. And, but they, ha- they really celebrate their own guys. And you can see this also with the Dallas Stars. Obviously, it's different cities. Every single sport is going to be under the football umbrella and under the football shadow. You're never going to hear about all the great things they do because it's football, football, football there. But the Astros and Dallas Stars are real first-class organizations that they don't get the recognition because football's so big. Jason B. Takafin kicking it with us. So, Jason, obviously I thought of you on Friday right away, and I'm glad I was glad you were able to join us uh, tonight. Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis uh, Jr., you and I talked about how I didn't think it was discussed enough about why he was out and the the fact that he brought this upon himself, the unforced errors. And, you know, your, your biggest enemy is, you know, the person that you look at in the mirror. And then after all this, we've got, we've got this uh, bombshell. I had a couple of questions for you as far as this is concerned, but I'll just throw it to you first. What was your initial reaction when you when you heard the news? I was sad. I was honestly sad for Padres fans. They have such a good fan base, such a dedicated fan base, such a beautiful ballpark. I was sad for their organization because they went all in. They literally traded five of their best prospects 
to get Juan Soto so that they can have Soto, Cronenworth, Machado, Tatis, uh, Grisham. They have such a good lineup. And honestly, I was sad for Tatis. He's obviously not in the best situation. I know that's really silly saying that about a 23-year-old who at 22 years old with only 273 games played signed a $341 million contract, all guaranteed, which makes him unrestricted at 34 years old. So he can still get paid again. Um, I, I feel bad for him. He obviously has the wrong people around him. He obviously has lost the trust of his teammates. Like Mike Clevenger, who's in his second year as being a Padre. Last year, he wasn't even in the dugout because he was recovering from Tommy John. He's even said that, you know, he's lost a lot of trust. He's lost a lot of, uh, you know, respect around there. And, not, you know, you know his, his, his older brother, Machado, and Juan Soto's there. And it's just... It's a difficult spot for him. I honestly hope he's okay. Like, he's still 23 years old, and he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. And I think we – he's sort of – always the sons of players are always – you think that they're older and more mature than they are because they've been around the clubhouse and they've been around, you know, professional players and sort of, you know, you and I growing up isn't the same, although obviously your grandfather was, uh, you know, you're a little bit different, right? <laughs> uh, but the – um, you know, you, when you're around a clubhouse a little bit longer, you think you're more mature, and sometimes you are, and sometimes you aren't. And the Padres gave a 22-year-old $341 million after only 273 games, and, you know, they're paying for it. It's unfortunate. A lot, lot to unpack there. So you have to have a respect for your teammates, right? It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, bro, you got paid. You got a lot of talent. We like you. You're a good guy, but you, you crashed a motorcycle. Now you can't play. Right. Uh, and now this, I can imagine how his team would think, all right, like this guy, like you said, can't be trusted. He's not reliable. Uh, we can't trust him. So let me ask you, though, how, how much responsibility, if any, and we're up against it, so you can think about the answer, but how much responsibility is this on the team? Because you just stated he can't be trusted. He's a kid. He's immature. Shouldn't, like, is, is the team at all to blame? Like, they shouldn't they have known exactly what he is doing. Yo, what are you doing? You're not doing this. Make sure you don't do that, right? Make sure you don't do this. This is legal. That is not. Let me ask you about that on the other side. And if the team assumes any responsibility for this, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. 
You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Network. I was hoping you and your friends could tell me something about baseball strategy. The only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in which case he's a button pusher. That's just too good. God, I love Mo Khan. All right. Mo. Mo. All right. Um... Speaking of our boy, uh, Mo Khan, he's still recovering. He's under the uh, he's under the weather right now. His throat, his throat is recovering, and uh, he'll be back with us next week. Actually, so our boy Mo Khan, that was Mo Sislak, and normally Mo Khan is uh, with us uh, at this time. Jason B. Tackett for joining us live uh, tonight off the top of the program, and we appreciate it. Ian Cameron will join us later. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel One Five Nine. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Sports Match, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio Network. So, Jason is a, a former minor league executive of the year. We're talking about uh, Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. And so, you talked about his teammates losing trust in him. So, let me ask you, Jason, shouldn't the, the is, does the team bear any responsibility on this, knowing that who he is, knowing about his lack of maturity? And you paid the kid $340 million or whatever the hell it is. Don't you want to know exactly what's going in his body during his rehab? And wouldn't you want to bring up, oh, by the way, that if you're considering, um, you know, the 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 uh, clobestasol, if you're if you're considering this stuff, don't do it. There are legal alternatives. Does the team bear any responsibility at all? I'd love to say that the team does because when you give a 22-year-old that much money, obviously he is that person. Most 22-year-olds are immature. It's why in football they wait three years and they, you know, some they franchise tag because they may someone may be immature. They don't want to commit to that person every so often. I would love to say that that thing, that doing stuff that's outside of your contract, you sort of. You know, you learn that with age, you become more mature. But Aaron Boone was 30 years old when he was playing basketball, and he wasn't supposed to. And they he breached that contract, and that's how the Jeff Kent got A-Rod. He right? wasn't a kid, right? Aaron, Jeff Kent? Aaron Boone was 30 years old. Jeff Kent, right. So, Tatis, look, the team does. You take a massive risk when you sign a 22-year-old. Like, end of story. Whether you sign a 22 you even if he would have signed a Wander Franco, Acuna-like deal, whether Ozzy Albies, or they're unrestricted at, let's say, 30-31, so they're giving up a little bit of their prime. Tatis, they, they paid him almost 110% in full almost every single year. There's not, you know, the, the team assumed a lot of the risk there. They have to. That's the, that's the push and pull of making a long-term contract why is it how come how come he his father hasn't had a bigger influence in, in a in a positive way from being a professional like you know what i mean like I so know. you know what i mean jason it's a fair question right i'm not calling out as a father i'm not questioning his father i'm just saying i understand if okay listen he's a 22 year old kid man he's got all this money he's never been around money before and he, you know we got to watch him here his father was a longtime professional baseball player, 
Right? So it's not like this is a new business for him either, right? You see some other kids, they just sort of get it, right? They're they're smarter than their parent is even, right? Like, look at Vlad Jr. He's more professional than his dad was, kind of, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, his dad was very, very raw and stuff, right? But, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, he gets it. Like, there's so, some of these guys sort of carry it on. Look, he's more selective with pitches even. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's better than his dad, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? He's a new version of him type thing. So I don't know what's their relationship like, but how come somebody that whose father was a big league vet still doesn't has these issues? I know, and Fernando Tatis was a capital P professional, right? Like he came to work every day. Like he, you would think that the son would inherit those same professional. Yeah, he was very business-like. You're right. Right, and and that's what I think they were getting. And they and they didn't. And you give a twenty-two-year-old who might not be mature a lot of money, and you validate everything that he's been doing. Well, you're going to get the on a motorcycle when he shouldn't, and then you're going to get, uh, you know, using steroids. And the funny thing is with this Soto trade is that people talked about having Soto for three years, but Manny Machado has an opt-out after next year. And now, if you're looking at Tatis not playing this year, he's going to miss, I think, about forty-ish games next year. And if everybody's not healthy. Those three guys nev- may never play together, and that would be the ultimate shame for the Padres. I wow. Give in the world. I give all the credit in the world to the Padres for going right up against the behemoth that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers are one of the best-run companies, let alone sports teams, uh, in North America. They are an absolute machine on and off the field, and the Padres are going right after them. And to have Tatis do this, it's a it's a really really big shame. I honestly am worried for Tatis, and I feel bad for him because he is young, and this is going to shape his career, whether he likes it or not, moving forward. Yeah, and now it's true. I think before, okay, they sort of forgive him a little bit, but now he knows that guys on my team don't even like me anymore, right? Yeah. Like he knows that I've let these guys down for real, real now, like for real, real, and the ownership group that deserves better, that's done a great job. You know, like you say, he just he let everybody down. That's the thing. You've let everybody down, bro. It's like, it's like when you're a kid, when the parent doesn't even yell at you, it's like, I'm too disappointed to yell. <laughs> it's one of those. And, <laughs> That's why I went to Tatis. I'd just be like, dude, whatever, bro. Like, And like you said, too, and it's a good point, Jason, you know, and even though, you know, you they have to swallow their, their pride because, listen, he is an investment for them. They have to monitor him now psychologically and stuff. You can't just don't let him go away by himself for the next five months. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd want him around. I'd, I'd stay on him daily, bro, because otherwise his, this kid's mind can start drifting, and who knows what will happen when he comes back. You remember when the when the Pittsburgh Penguins drafted Marc-Andre Fleury first overall, and they, they signed, like, Mark Bergevin, the depth defenseman at the time, just to kind of look after him. You know, French-Canadian, you know, his first language is French. He can kind of help him get into the league. Tatista didn't have that. He, he had Manny Machado, who is only... I remember Manny point. Machado had to scold him a couple of times. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and Manny Machado, by the way, right. like, you know, I'm a big Manny Machado fan. I think the whole Charlie, the whole Johnny Hustle thing was a little bit... Uh, this guy's been you know, carrying this franchise on his back. He deserves credit for this. He's amazing. The timing was very bad. He, he He's... Even his bad years are still very good, and he's never been injured. And he he makes some of the nicest defensive plays in the center of Brooks Robinson at third base. I think that they need to get an older brother figure for him to look after him, especially now. And it's a shame because they are winning now. You look at Mike Clevenger's face. You look at Grisham's face. 
they have a really good team now. They want to win. They this actually might bring them in a weird way closer together because the exactly. organization they know they know the organization is all in. They they know the type of talents that they just traded to get Juan Soto. They know that this general manager has traded away Trey Turner and, and Austin Nola and other great players because that's what you do. You swing the bat. And they have a great team right now. And they've been 500 for about two and a half months. Gave it uh, May 22nd. They swept the Giants. Got them 13 games over 500. They're 13 games over 500 right now, two and a half months later. They have a they, – they have – you know, I'm not going to say they've struggled because they've played the Dodgers a bunch and they've – but – They've kind of they they're insulated by a very large they're insulated by a very sort of large lead that they got out to in the first wild card spot. I really like the spot they're in now. Blake Snell has been absolutely lights out six out of the seven last starts. And you know what? Without Tatis, everyone's just gonna have to play a little bit better and I kinda like that. I think as well, I agree with everything you're saying. I think it was I think it had to be difficult on them even. You know what I mean? On the clubhouse Tatis is out, so they think, all right, we're getting Tatis back. And then they're hearing about this Soto stuff. All right, who's going to get traded? What does this mean for us? What does it mean for my life? Are we, are, you know what I mean? Are, we gonna, are they going to trade, like, just prospects? or like? So there's always that uncertainty. Then it's like, boom, you got Soto, but then also you got the Dodgers. Right? Like, yeah. so there's, sort of, there's always been just sort of one weird, like, I, I think they're going to be fine. And let me ask you something. It's sort of the 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 saying, you can't miss what you didn't have, right? Right. They didn't have him. They have Soto. Yeah. Isn't this still a damn good baseball team and a playoff team now? Because people are like, oh, their season's over. It's like, no, not really. I mean, if they never got Soto and you found out Tatis is never coming back, then you say, all right, this is going to be a, this is going to be it's going to Machado can only do so much for them. But they did get a pretty damn good player in Juan Soto. I couldn't agree more. The worst situation would have been if Tatis would have came back, let's say, at the All-Star break, and he hit something like 11 home runs in 14 games, and they don't get Soto. Because they realize that old cliche, like, oh, well, the best deadline acquisition they made. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Off the uh, injury list. No. They went in, and they got Soto. And by the way, Soto's also a world champion. He was 20 years old when he was probably the best player on the Washington Nationals, this side of Anthony Rendon. Uh, and this out of Max Scherzer, he knows a thing or two about winning. He knows a thing or two about big hits at Dodger Stadium. They didn't just get a guy who's the next uh, Ted Williams. They got a guy, Ted Williams, who already has a ring. Uh, Blake Snell also. Let's talk about chips on your shoulder in October, by the way. They traded a haul. Luis Patino also gave Blake, Blake Snell. Blake Snell is cooking right now. And don't, remember, and, and don't forget what happened in 2020. He had his magical game six moment taken away from him. He remembers that. <laughs> He's probably yeah, damn right he does. <laughs> you want to know something funny, actually? While we're talking about Ariel Hawani in our chat, Blake Snow went on the Ariel Hawani show, at Ariel Hawani's YouTube show, and talked about it. One of the first times that he talked about his feelings about the Game 6 of 2020 World Series. Go to Ariel Hawani's YouTube page and look for the Blake Snow interview. Uh, you know what? And uh, great stuff. Great stuff. And shout out to our boy, Ariel. I should want to get to it. We got a real celebrity in our chat here uh, tonight. And honestly, at first, I was like, ah, it's a fake Ariel. It's not real. Right? Because <laughs> our, our chat room is the king of fake people. I got fake me's. There's a bunch of fake me's. Like, I got fake me's, fake everything, right? And I get mad. I'm like, I hate the fake stuff. So I'm like, ah, you guys are idiots. I'm like, what kind of person would be a fake can steward? What are you doing? Right? 
Um, yeah. But it actually really is Ariel Hawaii. More with Jason on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Utah, that son of a bitch, no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. And, uh, uh, speak up, George, I can't hear you. You tell that son of a bitch, no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. It never gets old, huh, Jason, that clip. <laughs> it's just too good. You like to drink, George? Not as much as this bastard. <laughs> They, they, they portray the Houston Astros just a bunch of drunks, bro. I'm talking about the Astros here. They portray the Astros as a bunch of drunks. And, uh, yeah, for the record, too, Errol Hawani, who is in our chat here, I think he's got a show early then, uh, tomorrow, too. Uh, yeah. We met Jason because of Ariel, actually. So yeah. uh, me and Ariel, both from Montreal originally, neither of us live there anymore. Great talent from Montreal, huh? Pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> yeah. Montreal, so, uh, you're Montreal's finest. Um, so, and you know what? I didn't know Errol. Errol, I think Errol called. Errol used to listen when I was doing the Expos postgame show. But then, boom, then, you know, Errol becomes massive in, um, in in MMA and stuff. So I meet Errol over the years and, you know, the Fight Network. We were on the Fight Network for years and stuff. But uh, ran into Ariel at, at a, uh, in the airport uh, at uh, McCarran. I think it was in Vegas after a UFC card. We were both on the red eye going back to New York. I didn't want to bother him. I saw him there. All the people bother him. But uh, we ran into each other. He goes, man, you got to get my guy on, man. This guy's like a big-time executive in baseball, and uh, he'd be perfect for the show and stuff. And uh, the rest is history, Jason. So shout-out to our boy, Ariel. Love Ariel. He is he is such a mensch. He is always opening the do- opening doors for people. He is always thinking of other people. He is truly one of the best human beings I know. I've been close to him for twenty twenty five years. He is incredible. Happy for his success. Keep up the great work, uh, Ariel. Oh, Annie. Um, I miss the Fight Network. Actually, I miss I miss some of those shows and good times and those fight cards and just uh, great times. So. Let me about we were just talking about San Diego and I, I still like the makeup of this team. I still think they are a, a, a playoff uh, caliber team. And I did something last night after a couple of drinks after uh, the Park Casino. I did well, <laughs> so uh, very good. Yeah, we we've been crushing the board this weekend. 
Listen, I know I'm betting on the Dodgers, so why not just do it? Because the numbers aren't going to ever really get better. But I got in on the Dodgers last night at uh, plus um, plus 170 to win the National League. Atlanta are tough, man. The New York Mets are tough, but they're not going to have to play everybody. Braves, uh, Braves are hot right now, and then you got the Mets with the Grom. How 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 dangerous are the Mets in your opinion? How do you think this plays out? Like, who's the toughest opponent for the Dodgers? It's, I mean, obviously, any team that has Scherzer and Degrom that are healthy. That's the team. That doesn't include Chris Bassett, who, by the way, is probably the best third starter no one's talking about. He was the ace of the Oakland A's who won 88 games last year uh, before he got hurt. I, the Mets are because of those two guys, but there's a team you didn't mention, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals. And something to keep an eye on, Gabe, is on Tuesday, Jack Flaherty is making a rehab start at Double A Arkansas. And if St. Louis can go into the playoffs in no particular order with Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis and Jack Flaherty back to the old Jack Flaherty to go along with that incredible lineup. By the way, Tyler O'Neill is finally starting to string the bat properly. Arenado and Goldschmidt might be one and two in the MVP vote. That I think would be the most difficult team for them. You're to right. Beat. They have such a deep lineup. They didn't trade any of their guys to get Soto. I have my thoughts on why. Just my opinion on why they didn't, but they have, they are deep at almost every single position. The Mets, obviously with Buck Showalter, they, again, if, if, if DeGrom is healthy, that's the team. But if not, and I love the Braves, by the way. I hammered the Braves. Uh, Fandle gave, I think, a 91-and-a-half win. I took the over there. I even took the over to win the division. I still think they can win the division, by the way. Um, I, I love the Braves. I love everything they did. But the, the Cardinals just, they have a little something going this year, it feels like. How do you feel about the American League uh, situation here? Right, it's amazing the Cleveland Guardians. Like everybody, yeah. you know, there's a lot of talk about Baltimore and you know some of these runs that these teams have gone on and stuff. But guys, the win total for Cleveland was 76 and a half. Guys, 76 and a half. And I'll tell you what, I put some money down that I said they were not going to win 77 games, and they clearly are. <laughs> like unless the season gets canceled, they're winning 77 games. They're yeah. 61 and 53 right now. Very, very impressive. Um, how do you think this is going to play out right now? So they updated wild card standings. The Blue Jays. Uh, have a one game. Blue Jays are in, the Mariners are in, and the Rays are in. Just a game separates them all. And then Baltimore are a game and a half back. And then you got Minnesota. What do you think? Uh, how do, what do you think about this week coming up? And Rasmussen uh, tonight nearly with the perfect game for the Rays. Every time you think the Rays are sort of on the ropes again, Jason, they always rattle off wins, don't they? It's what they do, man. They're so impressive. All roads always lead to the Willie Adonis trade. We talked about it almost every single week last week. Drew Rasmussen was the arm or the prize arm that the Rays got for trading their prize shortstop to make room for Wander Franco. And he's obviously uh, paying dividends right there. So the American League is very interesting because the Astros are clearly and far and away the class of the American League. Uh, they're going to cruise into being the top seed thanks to the Yankees kind of, you know, Yankees sort of demise the last five or six weeks. I've been hitting, I, I love the Mariners game. I talk about them every week. I hit the over FanDuel at 83.5. Even when they were down, I still took them at 33-1 to, to win the American League. In the last 20 games, 
13 of them without Julio Rodriguez, they went 10-10. and 10. That's 13 games, by the way, against the Astros and Yankees. That was a playoff-like atmosphere for that Yankee series. I was at the Tuesday game, the best regular season game, I think, of any sport I've ever been to. Now, the Mariners, they were obviously very big getting Luis Castillo two hits over eight innings in that game. But they also got Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana is 36 years old. When you think of him, you think, okay, he's had a pretty strong career, not that many all-star games. He kind of missed the boat a little bit with, you know, Kansas City. And you kind of look at his numbers and you're like, okay, there's not much there. He's got no PS under 690. He's barely at league average. And then you look a little bit deeper and you're like, with two outs and runners in scoring position, this guy's hitting 952 OPS. And in, in what baseball reference deems late and close games, he's got five home runs and six in that at-bat. This guy is clutch. This guy is a leader. And that was a very low-key pickup for them when Ty France uh, went on the IL. And Carlos Santana, again, his, his direct numbers, his traditional stats aren't that great. But, man, is he a real leader for that Mariners team. He had the game-winning home run on Wednesday to win the Yankee series. Jason B. Takafin with us just for a couple more moment, moments. We appreciate his time. So you told us John Schneider, so the uh, not the actor from Dukes of Hazard, but uh, <laughs> uh, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. He was um, he, he he was he was your first manager. You, you know, so Jason was the GM, so you know him, and he doesn't hold back, right? I call him Big John Stud because he's so big and yeah. he's intimidating. It's tough. That's his name. Yeah. Um, also, I'd like to know his hat size. Me and Cam always talk about that. Like, it looks like he's got a pretty big head, like Bruce Bochy size almost. Like, Bruce okay, Bochy had the big, now, were... biggest head ever. Yeah, like, does he, does he, did, did he need a special hat, this guy? How big is his head? <laughs> it, he, on a scale of one to Craig Lefferts, who was the pitching coach uh, for the Vancouver Canadians, my team, when we were an Oakland A's affiliate, he's closer to Craig Lefferts than not. Craig Lefferts. Uh, for all of the uh, great things that he's done in baseball, he is known to have one of the biggest heads in the world <laughs> that, that, that I've seen in person. Unbelievable human being, like really one of the best, like a sweetheart of a man, enormous head. <laughs> Bruce Bochy's nickname used to be Heady, Headsy. <laughs> like, and you didn't like it, though. But Bruce Bochy, Bruce Bochy, for the record, has the biggest hat size in baseball history. It's like eight and three quarters or something insane. But we always yeah. kid about about Schneider. But Schneider said the other day, quite frankly, they said, what's wrong? He goes, I don't know. We're kind of playing crappy. But he didn't use the word crappy. He goes, I nope. just point blank, we're playing like crap. All right? And what's your take on the Blue Jays right now? And what, what the direction the they're going time. in here? I still believe in them. I still think that they're going to make the wild card. They may not be the first wild card team. They have 13 games remaining against the Orioles. Yeah, who That's, thought that? Before, we thought that was a benefit. Way, <laughs> three games starting this week and the last three games of the season. I love the way John Schneider manages. I love the way he ma he. he he manages baseball the way the game is supposed to be played, aggressive on offense. He doesn't wait for the situation to come to him. He has no pump taking the extra base. He likes his guys playing fast. He likes his guys swinging the bat. Um, he's very, you know, he has a lot of trust in his starters. I think they've really, the Blue Jays have really struggled with Yusei Kikuchi and Jose Barrios. It's been very tough. They gave them a lot of money in Barrios' case. They also traded their number one hitting prospect, Austin Martin, to get him. 
they need to figure those two guys out because Gossman and Manoa and Ross Stripling can take you there in the playoffs once you get in. They're going to need Barrios and Kikuchi, or at the very least, Barrios. I believe in Barrios. I think he's going to turn it around. I think someone who is very good for as consistent as he, as he is and who is never injured as it takes the ball every five games, I think I would bet on that guy to turn it around. But I love the way the Blue Jays are constructed, and I love the way that they're going through a little bit of adversity now, and I loved how urgent they were firing their manager because even though they were the first wild card spot because they know that this is the year. They know how big this year is. Vlad's going to start making money next year. Bo's going to start making money next year. George Springer's healthy this year. Uh, you know, they, they need to make a move now. Jason B. Takafin uh, with us. Jason is also a Seattle Seahawks uh, fan now. And I don't know if you got an opportunity to see the game uh, last night with uh, with Drew Locke, but Drew Locke actually looked very good. Drew Locke was very efficient, 11 of 15, two touchdowns. Geno Smith and I tell you, we had a guy on. We've been you know we've been covering all the camps on the program on a nightly basis, and we had somebody on to talk uh, Seahawks football last week. And I don't think we got got a chance to get to DJ Dallas actually, but I think I did bring him up uh, briefly, but. I tell you what, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker's going to be a solid back, bro. He's the real deal, this kid from Michigan State. Yeah. And DJ Dallas, I've been hearing great things in camp every day. DJ Dallas is doing this, he's doing that. And then I saw DJ Dallas play uh, last night. I watched the Seahawks Steeler game. 10 carries, 73 yards for, uh, for DJ Dallas at the running back uh, position. I'm going Seattle over five and a half, Jason. I know that everyone thinks the sky is falling on the Seahawks, but I think they can win six, seven football games this team. So you're tugging at my heartstrings because you're talking about DJ Dallas, who goes to, who went to the U, Miami Hurricanes, yes, my yes. real favorite football team. Uh, you know, God bless their hearts. I mean, I, I actually, I, whenever I talk about teams I have lost, I always talk about the Metro Expos, Houston Oilers, the Miami Hurricanes, but. Uh, Coach Cristobal, Coach Feld, they're going to turn around uh, the Hurricanes. Ed Reed's there. I saw Ed Reed on field uh, during practice, and it actually made my heart feel good. Um, you know, the Seahawks are very interesting because they there's they have a weird sort of relationship with quarterbacks. They don't they didn't look at any quarterbacks in the Russell Wilson era as you wouldn't. The only time they kind of flirted with one was. In 2018, when they were talking about training Russell Wilson before his first extension kicked in or when they were negotiating his first extension, and they were said to be in love with Josh Allen. And if they like Drew Locke, I kind of trust their judgment with these things. It's going to be very difficult losing. They've lost K.J. Wright over the years. They've lost Bobby Wagner. The list goes on and on on defense. It's going to be really weird not seeing Russell Wilson there. I, I don't know what to think. I think their division is... I think their division is very skinny fat in that I don't think Arizona is going to be that good. I'm actually, as a Seahawks fan, I'm happy they gave Connor Murray money. Um, I think the Rams will be very good. I think I think the Niners could be meh again. I don't really know what you're getting with Trey Lance. I don't think they know what they're getting with Trey Lance. So, yeah, five and a half. I think they could sneak 500 in their division. They can win a few games. They have the Jets on the schedule, too. Jason B. Takafin. Excellent insight as always, uh, Jason. Follow Jason on Twitter. Get the links to his podcast. I always retweet them as well. It's always a pleasure, my man. Love it, Dave. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Late night at your master class, this is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Thanks to Jason B. Takafin for joining us on the program. Always great stuff. Follow him on Twitter at Jason B. Takafin. And uh, get the links to his podcast. Great insight. Uh, we got Ian Cameron joining us. So we'll get into some college football, NFL preseason, and more. In level two, we'll, uh, we'll go over my thoughts on the first week of preseason play and uh, talk about the teams. Now, listen. We bet on these games and we crushed it. We went 17 and four uh, this week in, in in the preseason in the NFL. So we absolutely crushed it. But there's more to it than just for betting. That's the whole thing. Like even if you don't bet, if you don't bet on the preseason, fine. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But you should be watching the games. Like you should be watching the games. And don't think, well, what am I going to learn? The starters aren't they? Exactly. Exactly. Like, I've, you know, I, I almost feel like I should repeat this on a loop every year. I always bring this up. Like, a great example is, and I always use this analogy, actually. <laughs> so, like, when you're watching a preseason game in the, third, in the fourth quarter, in the third quarter, that's what you're going to get if your team ever had a game where, oh, my God, like, our three defensive backs just got hurt in one game. Right? And that stuff happens all the time. Right? So you'll be like, oh my God. So you'll know, right? So it's basically knowing positional strengths will really help you. You can also learn about the vibe from a football team in the preseason. You can you can sort of get a feeling, you know, we talked about it the other night. You know what I mean? Like with, with a UFC fighter, you can get a vibe when they're walking down the ramp. You can get a vibe at the way in. Like you can sort of get a vibe about them. And it doesn't mean it's sure shot, but you can sort of get a feeling about about teams. And we'll, we'll we'll break it down to level two here. I'll sort of we'll go through team by team and about all right. Where what what I what do I think? You know, good bad. Uh, have they had a good week? Did they have a bad week? What does it mean moving forward? The Jets believe that Zach Wilson isn't as injured as as an originally projected to be. I think that's going to be a problem for this kid, staying on the field. The late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.